Hello and welcome back to Silver and Sensational. I'm your soon-to-be silver host, Jessica Lynn uh, working on my sensationalism. But with me, as always, is your host, Lois Mills. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And I know I always say, it is I, but today I'm going to say, hey, it's me. It's <laughs> Lois, eager to reach out to you. And Jessica, what have we got today? Well, Lois, actually, we have just gotten so many warm welcomes and like people being excited in our email and our comments when we've returned. Um, so clearly what we're offering with this show is something people have been looking for, which is, you know, some real talk, you know, from someone who's really gone through it. And so I think that's awesome. And who's going to say it the way it really is? Yes. And we all do need that friend. And, you know, sometimes we don't want to keep that friend, but it's, but it comes, it comes from you in a very special and loving way. So we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that. And today I think think this is going to be an interesting one because sooner or later we're all going to find ourselves in a position where we are alone, where just life has put us in this yeah. alone situation. Um, and I, and, and you, you know, as we get into it, you're going to distinguish the difference between choosing to be alone and circumstantially becoming alone. Um, and I know if you listen to our first episode, we talked a lot about how what you went through as a kid either prepared you to be or made it so that you were alone a lot in life. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting, really yeah. interesting episode. And when we shared on Facebook and Instagram that this was our topic this week, um, you want to make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at Silver and Sensational. You can hear about what the topic is going to be the Monday before this episode airs. And that way you can send in your questions. And we did get a question. Actually, we got several questions. And I chose this one because I thought it was teeter-tottering right on exactly what we were hitting on today. So let me hear. It's from Jeannie L. And she says, hi, Lo. I'm loving the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing so much of yourself with us. I decided to reach out when I saw this episode's topic because for as much as I feel like I have a handle on my current situation, I know that isn't completely true. My husband and I are getting a divorce. He told me I could stay in our apartment until our lease is up, which won't be for another few months. We are splitting custody of our dog, Rory, who we got together. So even though I'm living alone, it doesn't really feel like it because I see him twice a week. And this place is also full of memories we made together, good and bad. I'm wondering if I should continue to live alone once I have to move out of this apartment or if it would be better for me to get a roommate in a new place to help me with transition. Don't get me started on the feelings of being an over 40-year-old woman considering having a roommate. Looking forward to your thoughts. Sincerely, Lonely in Limbo. Mm. Well, firstly, I'm sorry that you are getting divorced and... I am also sorry that you need to upend your living arrangements, <clears throat> but it seems that uh, you're okay with that part. I think the part you're thinking of is getting a roommate, and that's hard for me to answer for you. It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with how old a person is. If you, I, I think that the reason for getting a roommate uh, should be very clear in your own mind. If it's because 
you need the help financially, that's a perfectly, I mean, not, I mean, not, this is not a judgment, but I mean, that's a perfectly understandable reason to get a roommate. If you're doing it because you don't want to be alone, why aren't you, and this is for you to answer, why aren't you uh, trying to accept the challenge of living alone? Because if you're thinking of a roommate, I have to believe that you are finding that proposition a challenge. So without knowing more details, if you're doing this because you don't want to live alone, may I then suggest that you at least make an effort to do that Mm. before you think about bringing in a roommate. Um, I, I I just think that everybody should have the ability to live alone. Now, if you fare well and you choose a roommate, you'll be choosing a roommate from strength and not from weakness. And isn't that where you want to be? So, Ginny, I hope that this little bit of advice gets you going. And if you need more further support, email us and I'll answer those questions. I'll I'll keep up with you to be a support system for you. Oh, that's such beautiful advice, actually. I love the choosing a roommate from strength. Um, And, you know... This, I think this is what we're going to go through today are the different ways we find ourselves being alone. And I think there's a lot of shame wrapped up in that, too. I mean, just even with her signing off saying, you know, I, I, she seems like she's judging herself for potentially considering a roommate at, at, at 40. You know, um, that's that's a lot of... She's listening to too many people. <laughs> she should only listen to Lois. No, I'm not saying <laughs> that. No, I'm just But you know, she's she's getting a lot of opinions uh, uh, ah, on something that, you know, is really her decision. Now it's great to get people's opinions, of course. Um, but the ultimate end decision is yours. And you know, when you ask someone's opinion, it's a it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of burden because you have to consider where is that person coming from why are they saying this you know they may have their own shtick and now they're putting their shtick on top of your shtick I mean Mm. do you really need this so I think when it comes you know it's unfortunate that she is um, moving so quickly uh, because one of the things I I really believe in is not making any life-altering decisions for at least six months to a year after after you find you're being alone. But oh, wow. if we can sort of get started, I, you know, today it's you know is you know being you know having to be alone is is it your choice or do circumstances? Um, are circumstances creating it? And so today I'm just addressing the part of living alone not being your choice. I'm and, so glad that you're doing that because I do think it's a different situation. Oh, it's completely different. It's completely different. And, um, and you know, there's so many variants to that. Are you going to stay in the same place? Um, do I need to downside? Do I have health issues? 
you know, what are my financial, you know, what does my financial situation dictate? So there's a lot of variance to consider, but first and foremost, before the practical part of this is again, mind over matter mm. and, you know, attitude in your state of mind can determine whether this is a good experience or a not so good experience. So before, you know, you can dig your heels in and let the anger take over and piss and moan about, you know, having to do this and, and you resent it and perhaps your husband left you or your husband either by his choice or by a greater power he's no longer here at all mm. uh point being is that these are these are pretty traumatic and they're not pretty they are very traumatic times in one's life so if you can possibly hold off making any decision for six months to a year i strongly advise doing that. And then during that time, uh, please try to look at this as an opportunity to create the life you want. And of course, then we get to, I don't know what I want, which many <laughs> people and you know, listen, we've all been in that boat where I don't know where I want, what I want, but at least know that this is a wonderful challenge for you to conquer, that it is an opportunity to do lots of things uh, that you weren't able to do before. I mean, my God, you know, you have total control of the, of the, of the remote. You can. <laughs> There's something nice about that. There is, there is, you know, you don't have to listen to the, if you're not a football fan, you don't have to listen to the whir of the crowds on Sunday afternoons in the background. Oh my God. You know, you can spend the money the way you want it. You don't have to ask if you can get a new bedspread or you don't have to get a bedspread that isn't quite so feminine. Um, for me, it was, I could eat cereal at dinner. I didn't Lois, have to think amen. about making a meal. I could have cereal. I could eat a banana. I don't have somebody telling, or somebody that I had to account to. I could come and go as I please. Now, I will say this because even though I've lived, a, a, you know, most of my life alone, you know, when I was married to my second husband, I was, I was with somebody for 16 years. Eh. So adjusting down to that is, you know, is, I'll talk about that, but, you know, living alone as a woman can be empowering and liberating. So try to, at least until you get used to actually living alone, try to do, keep that in mind, that this is a great time to create the life that you want. So, you know, use this time to get used to living as a one in a world of twos. And um, mm. it, I it seems like when you are alone, 
or when you've had a traumatic situation or you've lost, you know, like I'm going through a loss of a pet right now. It seems like all you see is someone walking their beautiful animal or you're looking at a cup everywhere there everywhere are Everywhere there couples. are couples. Suddenly <laughs> there is not another single in the world. They are all couples. And, and only your couple friends want to do things with you. And yeah, it's and amazing. And they don't really want to do things with you anymore. I mean, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. If you are widowed, uh, generally oh. speaking, your husband's friends may ask you to dinner. Oh, that happens. I, once. I, oh. Once. Interesting. And then not so much after that. And well, if you are divorced... Ain't going to happen at all. So get it in your head. Don't be sitting around pissing and moaning that, you know, God, where are funny. all these friends? You know, it's a fact of life, ladies. It's a fact of life. I remember when my husband was leaving me, I had my foot on the windowsill, which was a low windowsill, by the way. Yeah. I, <laughs> looking you were out, stretching. <laughs> looking out into Michigan Avenue. And saying to him, you know, the reality of life is you leave and your phone will be ringing off the hook with women trying to fix you up with their daughters, godchildren, sisters, whatever, and I won't be able to get arrested. And that's really what happened. So, I imagine if you walked down Michigan Avenue nude, you might have gotten some attention. But maybe that... a bit of attention, but he already had one wife that walked around in her nightgown throwing bricks into the hotel that he was staying. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. So I figured he didn't need an encore of that. But anyway, wow. yeah, she broke the windows. Amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's, yeah. that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's a story for another time. <sighs> but um, I'll tell you a little <clears throat> story of how traumatizing it was for me. So <clears throat> I went to the market. Now, this was well before the days of Instacart gals and all these other things. So you had to actually go to the store. No. And I went to the market. It was Treasure Island on the near north side. And I, as I started going through, I started in the produce department. And I picked up uh, a baking potato. And I put it in the cart. And I started walking through and looking at in the meat department and and suddenly, I looked at that, not suddenly, I mean, I looked down at that baked potato in that little section, you know, by the handle. And I thought, oh, my God, one baking hmm. potato? One? Oh, never mind. So I kept walking through the store. And I swear to you, I believe that every person passing oh me by... God was looking in the cart and thinking, oh, look at that poor thing. She only has one potato. <laughs> oh, no, Lois. And then I realized I can't do this. And so as I was getting to checkout, I went back <laughs> and got another potato. Another potato. <laughs> And put that one in the cart so that the checkout person wouldn't think 
I was a pathetic creature who was alone and who didn't have someone to have a second baked potato with. Well, I think my day of coming into my own is when I could walk into the store and get one baking potato and not give the fiddlers hooray. Who thought what about what? That there was just one baking potato in the cart. Now, I must say, for those of you out there wondering why I didn't buy three, four, or five, I'm the kind of person that buys produce only for two or three days at a time. Well, that's actually very French of you, and very um, you're you're healthier the more you do that with your yeah, groceries. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like having. <clears throat> I I buy produce that I could. Because the potato's going to stay for a month, Lois. You could buy three potatoes and it would be fine. <laughs> I know, but I just was in the habit of just going back to the market. And if I, you know, what if I didn't want another baked potato for a month? You know what? what, what and if? you know what? I respect it. I will say this too. You, your brain, I'm sure if I was going through the trauma of being left in a divorce, I might have felt similarly. And, and in general, we feel like everyone has formed all these opinions. I'm, I'm embarrassed to, you know, check out of a store with tampons and like Cheez-Its, you know, I'm afraid of what they're going to think of me with that. But I almost, my brain would have done differently, but similarly, I would have gotten two potatoes so that someone thought I was going home to someone and not alone. And like, so that they couldn't follow me. I would like, that's where a lot of my paranoia comes from is, Oh, well, it's not necessarily paranoia. I'll jump to that since you brought that up. Oh, I didn't mean to jump subjects. No, but, no, yeah. no. It, there is. And, and that's, I think that's for another program is watching for your safety. And I do remember when I had moved to Palm beach, um, I had this horrible situation happen with, um, the sewer line into my shower. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And this is Chicago because Chicago. No, this was in Palm Beach. Oh, well, that's right, you said that. And so, <clears throat> I you know I I cooked a lot uh, and baked a lot when I was there because that was my hobby, mm. being that I was there alone and at that time didn't know anybody. So, by the time the city came out plumbing company anyway it was three o'clock in the morning and I was I remember cooking veal meatballs and this guy comes in the house and you know while he's there he said oh um you live alone here and you know antennae went up and I said oh no 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 my husband is back in the back of the house yeah he's um He's just up watching TV. I thought I'd take this time. So, yeah, you do need to... You can never tell anybody. Like, I watch behind me when I'm driving to make sure someone hasn't followed me for two streets. Yeah. But it's so smart that your antenna went up and we and we get... Yeah, this is a whole subject for another time. That's a whole subject for another time. Wow. And just so everybody out there knows... Um, you buy two potatoes. I think that that's the moral of the story is buy two potatoes. Buy the two potatoes <laughs> so no one knows you live alone for safety reasons. Or for emotional reasons. <laughs> but yeah, never buy one potato. <laughs> the world according to Jessica Lynn. <laughs> oh, I, listen, only spurred on by you. So. <laughs> so here's a few things that, you know, we really need to be aware of 
and hopefully help you make the transition to living alone. And that is, you know, learn how to cook for one. Mm. Uh, yes. And, and if you're not into cooking, and a lot of people aren't, and, but, you know, it's part of your self-care. So, you know, make self-care and safety, personal safety. Again, we'll do that at another time. But certainly for today, let's talk about making self-care a priority. So if, um, if you're really not into cooking, uh, try to at least eat healthily. And um, a couple of things I have never done, and I implore you not to do it. Do not ever eat standing up. Interesting. Don't eat over the sink. Don't eat standing up. One thing I have always done, and it certainly could have been from my background of uh, being in, you know, dinnerware business and collecting and doing tablescapes, all of that, is that I have always set the table for myself. There's a placemat, there's a napkin, there's a knife, a fork, and a spoon laid out the way you would lay it out for company. There might be a candle, there might be a posy, but there is a table setting. And I will just quickly tell you, in the old days, when uh, my husband first left me, I used to do this, and my housekeepers, at that time there were two, that um, they they saw what I did, and one day I came home from the studio early, and I found them with each of them with the placemat and the stemware, and, and they had a placemat for my cat Gatto on this huge, well, it was a huge island that we would sit at to eat, and they had a placemat for Gatto as well. But I was actually very happy to see that they were doing this. You influenced and, them. That's yes, beautiful. Yes, so I am telling you, make your eating, um, dining, so it's dining for one. Don't be slurping the food down and, you know, making, because it, it's a priority. So Let me add this, too, because... Um, during the pandemic and living in a single apartment, um, sitting in, at the table was laborious. Do not eat in bed. It is. Oh, God, um, no, no, no. I know. No. It, it didn't even cross your mind, but it was no, no, all no, I no, did. Not that I haven't. Yeah. Because I have. But the beds for sleeping, the tables for eating, the kitchen counter is for preparing, the sink is for washing. Just keep it that way. Yeah, you know, brilliant, it, it brilliant. just makes you feel better about yourself. I love that. And um, then if you're not already on an exercise program, um, start one. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's walking at a certain time, I, uh, Pilates, uh, any kind of exercise program. It's often very hard to get in the groove of doing it. I understand. I see on some of... Uh, my Facebook groups, people, uh, women over 50 asking for how do you get motivated. It's tough. I'm not going to tell you it yeah. isn't. Um, once I stopped bodybuilding, you know, I would do something for a while, something else for a while. And even now, I am trying to get back into doing Pilates, and I've had a few small 
not real big injuries, but enough so that I couldn't really do it. And it's just like, can I ever get back to a routine? But whatever you do, don't give it up. Don't. Now, another thing I can suggest is install a security system. There's no, you know, the old days are gone. You don't have to call the guy out to do all kinds of permanent things. You can have a Wi-Fi system going. Um, if you can't, if you're in an apartment that you cannot even install that small thing at your door, at least have some interior cameras. Um, make sure your windows are locked. Um, and something I did see recently that, you might want to do is, you know, those door stops, those wedges that you put in for uh, keeping a door open. Well, when you come in, lock your door immediately and put one of those on the inside. You know, just try. If somebody really wants to get to you, they're going to get to you, but don't make it easy for them. I find the more you um, preempt a problem, the less likely it is to occur or the more prepared you are when it occurs. Yeah. And you also don't feel like you've been a sitting duck or a fool. If yeah. you've taken all the steps and somebody, you know, scaled your wall and, you know, <laughs> they got really in, wanted to get in, they really wanted to get in. Well, what the hell? I mean, you know, you can only do so much. Well, now, but and as a aside, um, I, I knew a woman who worked with the FBI and her, most important self-defense tactic was fight to the death. A lot of people, women especially, um, don't win that situation because they're not willing to take the lamp and hit them in the head. And I know this is a little macabre, but it's but hopefully this helps somebody. If you're in a situation where you're yeah. being overpowered, you grab whatever is – you fight. You have to fight. And sometimes, you know, the f fight, flight, or fright gets in our way. Um but that, at the very least, that's you got to try, I think. Oh, absolutely. And something I um, last year I gave um, my girlfriends, lady friends, girl, I still call them girlfriends. Oh, yeah, I call them girlfriends. These, sure. <clears throat> they're little devices that, you know, you have. I keep it on my keychain. I have it with me when I walk my dog. I have it, you know, obviously all the time on my keychain, which I generally keep with me. But you just pull it and this outrageous noise takes place wow. and I just read you know apparently with um there's been a lot of uh attempts to accost senior women mm. and somebody just warded off you know a, an assailant because this noise scared the hell out of them and they ran away so wow, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, so um, that's a good thing to have. And when I walk, I do carry my pepper spray with me. So I think, that's... I think just like a, a lot of what you're saying, even though it's kind of going back into where my paranoid brain is lives, um, it's just prepare and take that extra step. Yeah, just be aware of what's around you now. Also, living alone at a certain point in life, you might want to think about getting one of those life alert things. <laughs> Um, you know what, Lois? I actually think that at any stage in life, having a contingency for an emergency is not you know, a bad it, thing. I just had, um, I did have a watch that I never used, so that was a waste of money. And now a friend 
was talking about buying, you know, the thing that you keep on your neck. And uh, she was advising me to get it because she, I think she was thinking of my health. And I said, but, you know, what about you? Why aren't you getting one? She, well, I have nothing wrong with me. I said, that's not the point. I said, you could fall. You could fall. You could break a leg. You could fall. You could hit your head and for a while be unconscious. You can't get up. I remember that old commercial. But I've uh, fallen and I can't get up. Right, right. Well, you know, you don't have to be that frail. Indigent. Now, and here's the thing too. Alexa does the trick. Have an Alexa speaker in rooms and all you have to do is have Alexa call 911 if you need to. And so, hmm. See, yeah. I do have Alexa, but it's only in one room. And it's, it, I think it's actually, a, it was, I think, one of the first Alexas it was given to me. I should look into that. I should absolutely look into that. But that's, it, that's a good idea. Because our phone isn't always with us. And it, no, and, and if you have a, a smartwatch, you know, in your outside, that works. Absolutely. But if you're in the house it, and you're not wearing it, so... Anyway, there are, I'm just saying, think about having a contingency plan should something happen to you inside your apartment and you need help. Right. Now, another thing is do get to know your neighbors. And that's a, that's a very fine, <laughs> we talked about this, that's a very fine line. Line, yes it is, uh, yes but, it is. Uh, do get to know your neighbors to the extent that um, you can call them or you can knock on their door or they advise you. I mean, unfortunately, I'm so, not necessarily paranoid, but I do like to know what's going on in the neighborhood. So I don't just subscribe to Next Neighbor. I subscribe to an app called Citizen App, which picks up a lot of what, what people call into the police department. Right, so right. I know what's happening all around. But I find that's a double-edged sword as well. I it's understand It's very it. double-edged, yes. boy, but um, it's just, again, just a thought. Now, I think there's nothing wrong with knowing at times, but there's, there is something wrong. It's a fine line between um, awareness and obsession with all yeah, of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you start to become obsessed, you know, cancel it. I, you know, <laughs> but anyway. So another issue is, you know, being single doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be lonely. So it will get, you will have to get used to things. So, in the meantime, while you begin to develop being having a fulfilling life living alone, try to focus on friendships. And, mm. you know, we talked about a lot of these things in the first season. But really focus on friendships because you will find, more than likely, you will need to find friends who are pretty much in the same boat, who have the mm. same kind of av availability you have, and um, and some, especially you know, if you're moving uh, outside of the area that you've been living in. So, do try to focus on friendships. Join new groups to find those new friends. This is a good way to find people that have the same interest as you. So uh, classes, groups, uh, you know, if you find a new hobby, uh, th there's, you know, there are, d 
different groups for that. Uh, I've often talked about meetup.com. This is a great place to go online to see if there are people in your area that have the same interests you do so you can meet up and listen, they're not all going to be your cup of tea, but you know, you don't have to sleep with all of them. This is just, you know, you Sniffing just buds. need to, well, <laughs> you just need to divide up who's an acquaintance, who, who's, who's a uh, movie buddy, who's a good person, you know, to try new restaurants with. Uh, I who, find that that's so helpful, Lois. Yeah, knowing not that everybody. Had, you know, one be. of the ma- one of the major problems I created in my one on one marriage relationships was that I expected my partner to be all things to me, and it wasn't until I really started living a real life alone did I realize that that just isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen if you're best girlfriend either. So those are people you, there are people you can confide in, people who will be there at three o'clock in the morning for yes. you. But don't expect everyone to be that, you and know. And friendships change too. And learning to accept that someone may just be there for you at 3 a.m., for a specific time in their life as well. That's exactly right. That Very astute. That's exactly right. And then, you know, there's always volunteer work that gives you an opportunity um, to meet new people. So really, really focus on friendships. Mm, I think that's wonderful. And again, it takes the focus off of yourself. And, it you know, nothing like that helps you... But, being able to help somebody or be there for someone or take time away really takes uh, takes the eyeball off of your myopic situation. Absolutely. And another thing to develop is to be able to rely on yourself, ladies, please. Mm. Please be self-sufficient. Today it's so easy. There's Google. There's YouTube. Something small happens in your house. You don't have to panic. You don't have to call your brother-in-law. You don't have to call your nephew or your kids to Uh. come and take care of things. You know, this is... A while back, my refrigerator had been collecting water underneath one of the fruit bins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first time I just passed it off and then it again and I said, wait, something's not right here. So I went to Google. Water problem in my Liebherr refrigerator. It's a German refrigerator. And <clears throat> I saw that one of these little I see this track in the back, probably plugged. So I get out a straw. The straw fits in the hole. Voila! End of problem. Now, 
My first thought was, oh, Jesus Christ, how much is this going to cost me? Then I have to wait for the guy who comes out to look. Then he's going to say, I need to check and get a part. I'll let you know when I can come back. Now I'm thinking of two days out of my life waiting for somebody. I was so thrilled that I did this. And I will often try to fix something myself. And I did that with the washing machine, but then found out that Basically, what was wrong with my washing machine couldn't be fixed by me. It needed a new part. But what uh, what confidence and also, like, I experience this when I'm asking someone to help me with a car or whatever. Like, I have a minor amount of intelligence about the functions of a car, and I can't be sure I'm not being taken advantage of or also being at the whim of somebody else's availability. There's nothing more frustrating than that. So at least you know... That you can't do that part. You can't fix You've that. You've got to know what you can and can't do. But, you know, before you throw your hands up or start imposing yourself upon other people, see what you can do for yourself. I find, and I know this, ladies, take this in the vein that I'm giving it. I find helpless women to be such a throwback to the 50s. I can't bear it. It's it's uh, almost embarrassing for them. It's it, I, I find it embarrassing too. for them, but you know what can I say? And you, you know, know this, if you go ahead. No, well, so this funny thing happens, and when I was living alone, it was by choice. Um, I was capable, and I killed every damn spider that came into my apartment. <laughs> oh, I've learned, yeah. <laughs> but then. <laughs> Uh, one time I'm I'm at a hotel with my boyfriend and we had freshly dating and you know I very quickly uh, Alex and I knew we, this was it we we're going to be together you know and I'm actually in the middle of a recording a black hornet comes into the 14th floor of the hotel we're staying in the Gold Coast in Chicago and I become a puddle and incapable of handling it because the man is here now. So it's very funny this 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 thing that switched for me and I don't even have an answer for it or, or a reason but all of a sudden because he was there he could do it now. Because whereas uh, three months prior I would have been fine handling the Black Hornet problem. Very, very funny to me. Yeah. No, I listen, um, I do recall when I first met my second husband, I had this family who, oh, I don't know how I would have gotten through without them because, uh, anyway, her husband said to me, now, Lo, don't show him you can even screw in the light bulb. <laughs> and it came from her husband. Well, wow. dumb me, I didn't follow that advice. Um, but I don't regret it. My point being, you know, I mean, there are other reasons the marriage ended other than right. my being and able to. There's different to... ways to also like share the load and, um, but not lose your autonomy. Um, and then there's sometimes where you're like, you know what? I can't wait for him to just do that thing. Just let him do it. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be the be all end all. But what we're talking about is being alone and we can do these. There's nothing this, better than this, having solved a problem. Please. I, you know, I don't want to speak too much about what you shouldn't, shouldn't do with mm. your adult children because I have never had 
my own children. And so I don't presume to tell any parent what to do or not do. But I think you feel at this time in your life that you really don't want to be dependent on your children, Mm -hmm. that you want your children to have independence and not feel that they have to worry about you. Or be the parent to you now. Or be the parent to you. So Hmm. please hesitate before you pick up that phone. If for some reason you need a ride, call Uber. You know, I mean, believe me, isn't today great? I mean, living today, yes, it's not like the good old days, but... You've got food delivery services that were only known to exist in New York City. They are everywhere now. You can have groceries delivered. You could have Chewy.com gets delivered if you have, you know, you need pet food. Everybody is delivering these days. You just don't have to live a life of pizza. In addition to that, you know, we taxis were hard to come by if you didn't right. live in New York City. You know, ta- when I first moved to Los Angeles, you know, taxis, you know, they were not existent. Yeah, I lived in the city in Chicago. I mean, I walked out, hailed a taxi, and I jumped in. Uh, <clears throat> but here, they didn't exist. Now there's Uber, there's Lyft. You know, there's there are services available. You don't need to depend on children because, you see, you don't have to cater to anyone's needs anymore. You can spend your money as you wish. And Lois, as a child of a mother who I want a better life for, I only become proud of her when I see her solve a problem on her own. And that doesn't mean I don't want to be there for my mother. But when I, when we get to the topics of mothers, I have plenty to share. I love my mother very much. And it is very hard to watch her be helpless. Um, And that's, her penchant is toward that. And then watching her um, be independent and solve a problem, there's nothing that makes me happier. Listen. I'm going to end the what I've been talking about today by saying living alone successfully is entirely up to you. It's what you make it to be. I give you as much as I can of my own life experiences, But in the end, whether it's me, your girlfriend, your mother, whomever, it's all up to you. I'm begging you, make this time in your life the best time ever. And you'll walk away with a couple potato stories, too. And a couple of potato stories to share. (laughs) Lois, it is... It's it's a pleasure for me just to be part of this and also learn my it's my pleasure. I love having... And we should, I'm thrilled to have your perspective, Jessica. You come from another generation, and your perspective is important to me because, again, uh, we'll talk about this at a later time, and we did cover some of it in, in season one. It's very important 
for us silvers to have friends of much younger being. Not just your kids, but people their age or even younger who are not your children, have them be part of your life. So wow. I appreciate having you on board this year. Well, it's been a, it's been a joy for me as well, and okay. for very much similar reasons. And we want to thank you, our listener, and our wonderful participants in this show as well for being here and making us want to do this show for you. We love getting your questions. We can't answer them all, but just know that we're reading them, and it's helping us also formulate future episodes. So if you have a question... Um, you follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook and you find out what our future episodes are about, you can email us at silverandsensational at gmail.com. Um, we really, we do want your feedback. We do want your questions. It does help us and it makes us feel real good. Lois, what can they do if they're watching us on YouTube right now? Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, like, share with your friends hit the notification button. And if you are so inclined, put some comments down there. Would love to hear what you think. But I thank you so much for watching. And God bless all of you. Lois, bless you. And thank you for involving me in this. And I can't wait till next week. Me too. Bye, everyone. <laughs>